Okay, cool. We're live. Uh, hey, everybody. I'm Christian. I'm Christian. And this is a very Christian podcast. We're actually here to witness to you <clears throat> about our <laughs> Lord and Savior, uh, Tom Cruise. Um, look, so there's a lot of stuff going on um, as usual. And so I guess we're just going to try to talk about it. I mean, I didn't take like amazing notes and stuff like I used to do for this. I'm not going to lie. I'm not super prepared, but I do have some stuff pulled up, you know. Um, one thing that I wanted to talk about for sure is there was a shooting in Denver, which is, uh, you know, where you're usually at. And they say four people were killed. They know who the shooter was. He's dead as well. Um, so there were four killed aside from him because he doesn't matter. Fuck that guy. And then three other people were injured in this shooting spree um, is what uh, I think Fox News calls it a shooting spree, um, and MSNBC calls it a killing spree. Uh, CNN calls it um, a shooting spree. Some of them call it a mass shooting. I think in the CNN article, that was uh, one of the things that I found interesting. Um, in the CNN article, they say that there are 675 mass shootings um, in the year 2021, which you know ends in a few days, and so that's. Basically, they're going to be somewhere around their kind of year-end statistic that they that they bring up for a long time. Um, but they then give you a link to the, um, you know, to the 675 mass shootings that they're referring to, and so it says right here that. CNN and the GVA define a mass shooting as a shooting that injured or killed four or more people, not including the shooter. Um, the number of mass shootings and casualties is not exact and subject to change as reports from law enforcement, media and other sources GVA relies upon are updated and verified. GVA is the gun violence archive, which I don't know a whole lot of information about um, at this time, but. I'm sure that it's out there. It seems to be a pretty, you know, publicly cited um, source, I guess, if you trust CNN. And it, it says, um, you know, 687. I don't trust mass- CNN. I don't either. I don't either. No one watching this trusts yeah, CNN. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, me neither. Um, so, but they say 675 mass shootings. And I think that that's something that I've talked about uh, me. And I think it was Jeremy did the episode on gun control a while back. Uh, like 60 episodes ago almost and talked about that is kind of what changes is the definition of a mass shooting depending upon you know who it is there is no set definition so people kind of just change what that is now four or more people being shot um, seems like a pretty fair definition for a mass shooting but here's the other thing another outlet may say well three or more had to be killed or two or more had to be killed but this number had to be shot And so that's what makes these numbers just constantly change based on where not not only as time goes on, more shootings occur, but it it, it also changes just because people aren't defining it exactly the same way. And then it actually it's a pretty cool interactive page for anybody who's interested in. I mean, it is CNN. So, I mean, the information itself is is questionable, I think. But at the same time, it does actually show you an interactive list that you can kind of scroll through. And what you'll notice is like, okay, for example, the fourth one down, it says Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, zero deaths, four injuries. That's considered a mass shooting to them, Um, which is fair. I mean, it's fair. But the thing is, is a lot of people consider that to be like when they think of a mass shooting, they think of like some sort of a massacre or something where like a lot of people are actually just being gunned down. And this story is tragic um, from my understanding based on the information that I have looked at and it is available so far as of maybe 30, 45 minutes ago um, is that they have not actually released the name of the shooter, although they know who he is and that he um, was shot and killed by the police. That's actually how he was stopped was he was shot. And so they're running the story and it's, 
it's always sensationalized every time these sorts of things happen. You'll notice if you use a news aggregator, especially like for I, I use uh, Google News a lot to kind of scroll through. I actually just click headlines. I don't look at the for you tab uh, because that kind of creeps me out that it's tailoring articles to what I like. You know, that's just strange to me. So I always click headlines, yeah, you know, and that's where I can see what I consider to be a more generic, like the layout that they, how they would have it if they could choose, like a, as a matter of importance, what they want you to see first, right? Which I think is a reasonable conclusion to come to. And it'll be usually the very top story is whatever shooting just recently occurred that they decided to talk about, you know? And they don't, what they don't talk about is the fact that, like I, I look through it for, I live in Memphis, Tennessee at the, at the moment. And so I looked through the list for mass shootings in Memphis, Tennessee, and I saw um, a one on there from just like two or three weeks ago on the list that I'm not sure what page it was on, although I could scroll through it again, I guess. But I, I didn't hear about this apparent mass shooting, and I live in the city. I did not hear on the on the local news. I didn't hear anyone talk about it. Um, there was a mass shooting not too long ago at a Kroger. They called it a mass shooting. It was reported as a mass shooting. Turns out nobody was killed. Um, and I think maybe two people were injured or one person was injured or something like that. But no one was killed, uh, whatever the case may be. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, but this was a, actually a separate one from that one. Either that or maybe that was that was the one and they just put the wrong date on it. I don't know. But it just... I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable because I think to myself, you know, how how do we know when something is what is actually a mass shooting if the definition always changes? I mean, that is a very reasonable conclusion to come to. And it what they also do every single time this stuff happens is they try to make um, people seem, you know, they try to make conservatives seem unreasonable in denying the advancement of their gun control legislation. But what they don't talk about, you know, they they tend to, and this may be somewhere that you and I differ, although, you know, I don't think we do. We've talked about it en enough. I think we may have a, maybe a few small differences in opinion, but overall mostly the same kind of ultimate um, conclusion, even if for different reasons. But, you know, there is a kind of a push to take people's guns away um, for various reasons. Maybe it's a mental health issue or something like that that is reasonable. And then there are also just unreasonable things that they try to pass and they put these fines on it, like $75,000 or 20 years in prison, one or the other, you know, or both. And I think we read that one day. We were reading like an HR bill and it was you and me on the episode and I was reading the actual fine that they were trying to, they're you know, trying to pass and they're just out, they're outrageous. You know, it's obviously trying to price poor people out of guns and just kind of take them generally away from poor people, like adding all these taxes and fees and stuff. Those things don't hurt people that have a lot of money. But one of the things that Democrats generally do and just liberals in general is kind of say that conservatives, and a lot of times they're right, but I just don't think that they're right on this particular topic. But, but generally they'll try to cast, you know, you know, paint conservatives to be these people who were talking about this, you know, possibility that is just not actually a possibility. It sounds crazy, like it would never happen in a million years kind of thing. You know, like the, the government would never take your guns away. They would never knock on your door and take your gun. That, that would never happen. I mean, it's 2021. When would that, you know, the government would never turn people's weapons on them. You know, like it's 2021. This is the 21st century. Why would that ever happen? And you hear those kinds of arguments all the time. Um, and for some people, maybe that's enough. You know, they're like, yeah, you're right. I mean, why would the government do that to us? You know, the government loves us. You know, like you, I guess you, you, it's possible to be that naive, um, I guess. But, you know, here's the thing. We have a modern day example of what happens when citizens are not armed or don't or don't have the legal authority to be armed. Now, I'm not saying that this particular incident that I'm about to talk about is something that um, it's solely because the citizens don't have guns, because that's not necessarily, I mean, that's not true. But the thing is, is these people, it, it's easily verifiable in the in this in the country of Myanmar um, 
the citizens do not have a right to own a, a firearm. They do not have that right at all. Now, I'm sure some people do still own firearms. You typically the type of people who would be responsible for shooting, say a shooting that kills four people and injures three in Denver on Monday night. Um, those kinds of things, the people who would do that don't give a shit whether or not it's legal to own a gun. They're obviously set out to break the law. Um, but in Myanmar, people don't have the right to, to, you know, go purchase a weapon or own a weapon, even for self-defense or for anything. I mean, for any, any reason whatsoever. So that would mean that no one, you know, dies from guns, right? No, that's false because there are always going to be some, there are always going to be people who still have guns, right? So there is a long going thing in Myanmar since the beginning of the year. And, you know, over a thousand people have been killed so far. There is an article that just came out. Um, it says December 28th. So today um, at 1038 in the morning, this is a Reuters article. It says it's called horrified UN official condemns reported killings of civilians in Myanmar. And it's talking about it says a, a senior UN official called on Myanmar authorities to uh, authorities to investigate the reported killing of at least 35 civilians that oppose that opposition activists blamed on government soldiers saying he was horrified at the violence. And I'm not going to read the whole article, but it, it eventually makes the point that over 1300 people that we know of so far have been killed, um, you know, just gunned down. Um, in these protests, it says, and another 11,000 have been jailed um, in Myanmar. And that is since, like, I believe February is when the government actually took over again. And so this government let a bunch of prisoners free that had been incarcerated during the, you know, the democracy that they overthrew, um, you know, during their rain okay and they said okay well we're going to let these people go then they just decided to arrest new people now during all of this and we've i've talked about this several times um over the year um about Myanmar, they've arrested journalists uh that work for the associated press and other news outlets out there some that are just like local to that area and some international you know american journalists who were there covering the coup and you know not only have they arrested these people but they they are just shooting people in the middle of the street. And I think that that is an important thing for us to kind of wrap our mind around is the fact that that is still possible. Yes, that's like a, compared to the United States, that's probably what someone in the U.S. would refer to as a third world country or something like that. You know, like probably not doing nearly as well as we are. Um, and, you know, we're probably a lot more advanced and wealthy overall than they are probably, you know, citizen by citizen. And then the country as a whole also, I'm sure, by a long shot, there are differences between us and them. But the possibility is still there. The possibility that, you know, someone you if you're scared of Trump and you think he's the boogeyman or something like that, I, I'll tell you right now, I don't I, I don't like Trump, but I don't think that he's like the worst thing we'll ever see. He's like, you know, the just a taste of what's to come you know but let's just say you take someone like him or even someone like joe biden um when he isn't so like not cognitively you know functioning like let's just take him in his youth or something like that you take someone like that who's just like sort of a maniac um for power and money and stuff like that and um give them the ability to kind of just take people's guns away if they so choose or find people if they didn't pay their taxes on the gun they bought 20 years ago um, because they decided now, you know, you have to pay this sort of tax on it just to keep having it. I mean, when you give someone that sort of power who's already that power hungry and stuff like that and already isn't that big of a fan of, a, a, you know, democratically elected representatives, they would rather just be the ruler, you know, the president for the next 30 or 40 years. Like when you take people like that and then you give them this power, that is clearly a dangerous thing. That's clearly a bad thing that, you know, you don't want to do. Um, yes, it's true that in some sense, maybe it does cut back on something. I don't know. I doubt it. But I mean, it, we could just for a minute say, okay, well, maybe it did cut back, you know, at this point in this way. Um, if you gave, if you kind of said, okay, well, that's possible. Well, maybe it is, but there's always still going to be somebody else who you completely disagree with, who's completely on the wrong side of everything, who's extremely dangerous, who will still have those same tools at their disposal that you gave to the person that you did like. So it's important that we, 
I think, look at that. And you, I, I've been talking for 20 minutes now, and I don't think you've actually said anything. So I, it, do you have anything you want to, to say about what I'm talking about? Or, you know, like, where do you kind of stand on this stuff? You know? Well, first, I was laughing at the beginning of the <laughs> episode on, um, because I had YouTube open and the lag and, I, <laughs> and, and the way it was interfering with the video made me laugh. And then I realized the subject you're introducing was a shooting. And I was like, well, that doesn't look good. Um, but I mean, like, you know, you already know that I, I agree that taking away people's guns and destroying the second amendment is not the way that we should head as a society. We should be strengthening the civil rights that are protected in the amendments, uh, because they're always constantly at all times under assault. And, the attack on the first amendment goes hand in hand with the attack on the second amendment. Sadly, at the same time, um, you know, I don't want to be too critical or anything, but you're, you're looking at it from a sort of, um, P, you know, national perspective of like, here's a story of another shooting. We get one every other day and here's where the media is going to try to take it. And this is why gun control is scary. And I agree. I see the police chief out talking about what's going on. And I think, well, this is, I don't want to, I don't know what kind of person he is, but I assume that deep down in some tactical way, this is good for him that, you know, at a time when people are talking about, um, defunding the police that he gets to say that we're the ones who stopped a shooter and look, you have to be afraid of random erratic individuals. And so I understand that instinct to want to immediately be like, don't let them take the guns and all that. But at the same time, dude, like, you know, this is crazy. First off, this is my neighborhood. So I was looking at the CNN page and the locations. I go to every one of those locations, the Belmar shopping mall in Lakewood is where I go. I'm, yeah, I'm going to kill a cat live on camera. You see the when I was reading about it <clears throat> from right. having been there, you know, I was like, um, Hey, I think I've saw that street sign or something, you know? Um, yeah, I, I just set up an appointment yeah. at Denver health, which is one of the locations this morning for like whatever I have to do there. Then I used to walk by the tattoo shop every single day of my life on the way to work for four years, three and a half years. Um, and every location it hits home. Not, none of them are just oh, a place I never go. And this is just the latest. It just happens to be in my neighborhood. That doesn't count all the other shootings that happen in Denver and Aurora. It didn't Denver's known for shootings. It's known for Columbine. That is a suburb of Denver. Yeah. Then the Aurora theater shooting. Um, then we had the King Supers shooting this year, which hit home because I go to King Supers every day. It is our version of Kroger for people out there who know what Kroger is. King Supers is like the local Kroger. And, uh, then in Memphis, which is where our families live, mm -hmm. I hear that, you know, there's a shooting very recently at the okay. Kroger out there. And there's a guy standing on the roof, shooting at people in the parking lot. And this is like a suburban Kroger that our families could have been at. This isn't like inner city far away from where they live. This is like a shooting that occurred in the areas that people move out to and stress themselves out to, to buy a house further away from the city to have a safer area. We all know how that works. It's, it's fucked up. It works that way. Property taxes, better schools, all that stuff, but people bend over backwards. And I think our parents are those kinds of people to like try to move away from the city to have the sure. better school system and, and get away from guns and all that. Yeah. And you know, our parents aren't like gun freaks, neither of them. And you know, it, it, they still have to deal with it even like out there in the suburbs. And so for me, this hits really close to home. So at the same time that I 100% agree that we have to protect the second amendment and that bad political actors and bad media people will try to turn this into an attack on gun rights at the same time. It's very like, we have to admit there's a problem. I mean, there's, it's not okay that there's, shootings every other day now what is the answer to that i don't know it's but it's not the the fox news answer well there's nothing that can be done that's well, i, I don't, hate and I don't either. That from people I don't think so either. that there's nothing that can be done like on the economy there's nothing that can be done the price of health care there's nothing that can be done the fact that we keep adding the military budget there's nothing that can be done i don't know what the answer is because i don't believe in taking away guns i do believe in waiting periods i know what it's like to have mental health issues and i know what it's like to be angry and just waiting a few days before you send a text to somebody can completely change so imagine wanting yeah. to buy a gun 
while you're going through some sort of manic or depressive episode, I, I believe in waiting periods, but I don't believe in taking away people's rights. I don't believe in having some arbitrary body say you're mentally fit enough to own a weapon or not, because that will be used for taxable rights. I do think civil rights are the top priority for me, which is what separates me from liberals or conservatives. Yeah. yeah and, well, same, same. you know, and so I think that, you know, I, yeah, protect the Second Amendment. But this thing where, like, anything goes, kids getting shot at school all the time, that's like a that's a go to. That's not even shocking anymore. Like, oh, and, and I'll give you another thing. example, too, of uh, an awful uh, thing that happened because of guns right here um, because of the misuse of guns. OK, the, I, I mean, what I do I you think is the answer? Like, well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll like give you one more example you, really fast. There's a Denver and Aurora initiative being pushed by. Uh, people here to do a gun buyback program and i support that because then it's just voluntary like less guns on the street like they'll pay you to take your guns you know that's completely voluntary so i'm 100 in support of less guns and and only in the hands of the right people but what do you think is the, the way to do that okay i'm going to give you another example of one of these awful you know one of these tragedies that occurred thanks to you know the misuse of a weapon um, and then I'll answer your question the best that I can. I mean, I, if I had a perfect answer, then I I know, be here. No I'd be the president answers. right now. But I would. Um, yeah. Well, actually, no, I take that yeah. back because, I mean, look <laughs> at who's the president. So but anyway, look. So there's an article here from ABC7. Um, Mother of teen girl killed by LAPD officer stray bullet tearfully recount shooting aftermath. Um, and so, you know, I read the article earlier. I didn't. um I wish that I did, but I did not uh, record the, you know, screen record the video so that I could play it here. I need to get uh, better at that, but this is a work in progress. I'm kind of trying to, for everyone who saw the long hiatus and then now sees that we're back, I mean, I have a lot of work to do before I'm anywhere near as, you know, on top of things as I feel like I was at one point before. But, you know, it's a, it's a horrible video. Basically, there's this guy. I don't know who he is. I don't know all those details. Um, but there's a guy who goes into this mall is what it looks like. And he has a, a bunch of people are calling the police on him because, you know, they're saying he has a gun or he has a weapon. One person actually heard them tell dispatch. He has a gun. They actually played some of the dispatch stuff. The LAPD, from my understanding, has already released all the video footage just a couple days after it happened. I think that. I just want to point out, by the way, that that is awesome. I think that we as a society have kind of forced a little bit more, not as much as we need to have, but a little bit more transparency um, when it comes to the police department. I mean, they they see now that, hey, uh, maybe we ought to release this now instead of three months from now after you guys have had to pretty much burn down an entire portion of a city to get us to do it. Um, but also... Google LASD gangs, everybody. Just Google LASD gangs. There's an online movement to to say that, to get people to understand that it's not a rumor. It's not like, oh, roll your eyes. There's death squad gangs in the sheriff's department in LA. It's one of the worst police uh, districts in the country, along with New York, which is sad because I want to move to either LA or New York, and they both are competing to see at this point, it's not about moving somewhere you want to move. It is literally about which one's less disastrous with the police and the fucking climate. I mean, it's, it's actually dystopian. I'm like, well, is LA going to just keep burning? Can I even move there? Anyways, I'm sorry. I just have to say Google LSD gangs and do it. I I don't know anything about it either. So I'll have to do that too. Uh, Hopefully I'll remember that when I watch this episode, or listen to it later um, to make sure (laughs) it's crazy. Shit. I fixed the video problem that we had last time, but the, the guy in the video, he's clearly, he's got a bike lock, you know, one of those solid, uh, one of the ones that's kind of like a U, and then it's got like this solid piece like this, you know what I'm talking about, and it clips into it with the lock on this mm-hmm. part. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's carrying it around and hitting people in the head with it, like beating the shit out of people with it in the mall. And so all these people oh are, God. yeah, he's just, he is clearly, it is a off the, you know, there's no rational reasoning behind what he's doing it's not like there's any there's a there's a re like a specific person he's attacking or something he's just kind of hitting anybody and just losing his shit and so people are calling they're playing the dispatch calls of you know this man has a gun and i I actually could see how if you were far enough away you could you would think he was pistol whipping somebody or something you know what i mean like it's i could certainly see how that would happen um 
So the police ran in, and at this point, he there they have a trail of blood to this woman where this dude is like beating the shit out of her and dragged her through this department store in the mall. And so the cops have their guns drawn. There's several of them. I don't blame them for that. I really don't uh, blame them for having their guns. No, drawn. I mean, at this point you have to, yeah. that's the reason the yeah, guns are exactly. necessary. So this is, this point. is one of those situations where I feel like, okay, I actually understand. Now what I would ask, like, would you is, rather than have swords, yeah, you know, waiting? Exactly. I mean, exactly. Um, but I would question like, was it necessary to have a gun um, that is clearly like, designed to you know penetrate something and then continue to go through it i mean i don't know i, I could be totally wrong no i don't i don't um, think I could that be is totally wrong um but, <laughs> but the fact is is that this dude or this cop and it's in the video he's trying to do the right thing okay i do not think this was a the police officer's error um this was one of those times where i saw that the police officer was on paid leave and i was like good you know what i mean like i know that dude probably fucking hates himself and like like i don't know maybe i'm giving it too much credit maybe he happens to be a piece of shit okay but the fact is that in this moment i would have probably done the same thing i i look at this as more of an error of the government and the actual whoever whoever is running these police departments you know this is an administrative error for like arming them that well you know with like mm -hmm. guns that powerful to run into the mall you know which is a obviously an area where there are civilians everywhere this guy was over he had too much firepower okay so he shoots at this guy and what they're saying is that one of the bullets that he fired at this man and they did hit the suspect and i think they killed him um which is which good you know um but they uh not that i mean they actually aren't supposed to be trying to kill someone but at the same time this dude was trying to kill other people so yes go ahead you know but one of the bullets <laughs> apparently ricocheted off the ground. It's not even funny. I'm sorry. It's not funny. It. Yeah, it's not. Look, we're not laughing at the misfortune. Okay, we're no. laughing at the the absurdity of it all. Okay, and the bullet ricochets off the ground and then goes through the wall and hits and kills a 14 year old girl who's in a dressing room hiding from this whole thing. So she and her mom have uh, come here. I think they said from Chile. They're so they're not even from here. Uh, they're here visiting to see family or something, and then they see this huge thing happen. They run away, hide in the dressing room, and then a bullet, like I said, ricochets off the ground, goes through the wall, and then kills her. So she's 14 years old. So it's strong enough that it, it goes through one whole body, kills the person. I'm not sure. Then if it, it hits, hits the floor. I don't know. And that. then it hits, goes through the wall, right? I don't know that. Okay. So I don't want to speak right. on it just because I don't know for sure. It wasn't very clear in the article. It didn't say, it didn't specify. Um, it just said that there was, uh, I think the video in the video they were saying there was like a ricochet or something, but I, maybe I should and go back and read horrible. it again. I mean, honestly, I read it, but I, maybe I, mm. maybe there is an explanation. Um, wow. I wonder if that played through onto YouTube, like the sound of the, the Ziploc commercial for this, um, that's attached to this article. Yes, I, I heard something, okay. and I was just like, yeah, it sounded well, almost like porn started playing or something. It was like, oh. I don't know, yeah, I was like, yeah. I was, okay. Well, well by right the way, y'all, that. that was the beginning of a Ziploc bag commercial um, <laughs> on the ABC Seven page. But anyway, um, so yeah, it's a it's a tragic event. Um, it's fucked up, and you know that's just what I mean. That's it seems like, and and not only does it seem like, but it is a very unnecessary death. I mean, if that guy was using a probably a smaller caliber weapon I hope, uh, maybe i'm butchering the way that you say this but i mean he shouldn't have been using whatever the fuck he was using i don't it was unnecessary as hell in a mall i mean there there should be some more thought put into like how you arm someone who's going to run into such a public place with so many you know people around i don't think that the police officer is responsible at all even though he pulled the trigger um i that's I think what his that department that was, gave him yes to exactly use. I mean, so trying. i mean he's trying to do the right thing in this situation maybe he's the biggest dirtbag ever and tomorrow we find out that you know he's like a member of the kkk and he wears like you know i mean you don't know i mean it seems like you can't ever help but put your foot in your mouth but based on the information that we have at this exact moment in time what i will say is i do not blame the officer at all i think he was doing the right thing i think the the administration um, responsible for you know giving people weapons like that to run into those kinds of situations. Whoever made that call, that person should be held accountable for that woman's death. You know, in some way um, that 
is very public for everyone to see. And just so, imagine like the security when you go to another country, a lot of the time in order to get your visa and stuff, you have to go through some government websites and they always have the U S embassy reports on like safety measures. And they, they label the U the United States of America labels every fucking country. that's worth visiting a safety risk. I mean, even ones that like, I guarantee you can go to Mexico, most places in Mexico and enjoy yourself and be perfectly fine. I, mean, I don't want to understate security issues, but you know, don't, go to a main drug cartel route. I mean, you'll be good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, they rated, they rate every destination like that as like high security risk. And you may as well just not even go at all. And I'm just thinking like, imagine coming to America, like these people are visiting from Chile where their life is probably decent and they come here and get killed. in a because there's first off random attackers in the mall. And then the cops accidentally kill them because they have overpowered weapons. And it's just like, yeah, it's this ridiculous. Place there's a deserves time to be place. like a high risk travel <laughs> yeah. advisor warning. You know, they like this is a fucking the- place where anything could happen at any time. The police could kill you. The fucking person at the grocery store could kill you. Like you're always at risk. Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, it's not, not the most stable society. No, it's not. Um, I think it's fucked up that that's happened to them. Um, obviously, I can't imagine someone standing anywhere and saying that they don't feel bad about this or oh well or something to that. Um, I think that that's completely fucked up and it needs to be addressed. And and the reason why I brought that up is because that's just it, it's just not true that you know you have to like across the board have like. Like, I'm not a conservative just because I don't believe in gun control. You know what I mean? Like, there are obvious, obviously, there are measures that I think we should take in many instances. Like, in this one, for example, do I think that the police should never have access to whatever, you know, high powered weapons um, exist out there? No, not necessarily. There could always be a scenario. You can never rule it out that there's a scenario where they may end up actually needing something extremely high powered. You know what I mean? That you don't know, you know? Um, there's certainly room for it, you know, because the bad guys, whoever they may be in whatever situation it is we're talking about, um, I don't feel like I need to make up one. I mean, we can all imagine an awful scenario where we would want the police or some group of people to intervene with force, right? I mean, those situations are certainly possible. They've happened before. They'll happen again. Um, And police should be able to defend themselves and defend us, which is supposed to be their job. Um you know, it's supposed to be law enforcement job. Obviously, you know, it doesn't always go the way that it's supposed to. Um, but that's supposed to be their job. So, of course, I want them to have everything that's necessary to do that job well. Um, but at the same time, this is clearly a... This weapon is too powerful to use in in that particular setting. And so somebody should have seen that, you know, some gun expert, you know, should be working for these departments or something. And I'm sure that they do have experts that let them know, hey, you know, this caliber weapon is good for this and that. And they have all sorts of different types of training and stuff. And here's when you use this weapon. Here's when you use that weapon and stuff like that. And I'm sure that they know. But there's there's a loophole here. Clearly, there's a there is some a lack of oversight in some area that has allowed something like this to happen where some random person on the other side of a wall um you know you you don't want a bullet to not be able to i guess you, i don't know i mean if it's too weak you know and it can't then it's not going to be able to actually neutralize you know a target you know a suspect or whatever so i don't know what the correct answer is i don't know what the solution here is but there was something that could have been done prior and i, I don't think that this is simply you know, this should be something that the, I mean, that probably never even for. firing the fucking bullet, probably walking up being like he has. Yeah, a yeah. I mean, chances tire. are they didn't even have to shoot, but yeah, they ran into a situation by following a puddle of blood and a lot of screaming and some lady laying on the ground and saw a suspect running with something in his hands that they did, couldn't for sure identify um, after getting calls that someone is with a gun, you know, using a gun and attacking people. So I, I, I mean, it really is like the perfect, you know, perfect storm for something like this. Yeah, yeah, and sure. so I don't, I don't hold the officer accountable. I hold whoever, you know, armed him like that accountable. And I, and I'm not, but I, at the same time, 
now to answer the question that you ask me, what would I do? Um, at the same time, I'm not saying that he should never have access to that weapon, okay? I'm just saying clearly at that time that was not the correct uh, weapon that he should have had. But to answer your question to the best that I can, I don't know for sure what the solution is because, again, I would, I would like to think I'd be in a better position in life altogether if I could answer questions like this uh, well. But uh, I, I think that we don't, in this country, we don't take mental health very seriously at all. Um, I've had revelations about myself um, way, you know, later on in my life, um, you know, recently even about my own, uh, you know, mental health that, you know, surely someone should have been able to point out and notice earlier on in my life. You know what I mean? Like we are clearly as a society, we're just not very well versed on all of these the intricacies of your mental health and how important it is and what kind of effects it can have on the decisions you make or your life in general, things like that. We don't know, like we know a lot of things, right? We have professionals who are, you know, work in this field and study this and are kind of responsible for making sure that, you know, people are diagnosed to the best that, you know, they can be and stuff like that. But individually speaking, like person by person, if you just walk down the street and ask somebody, what is such and such? What is this? What is that? People aren't going to know a lot of times because they haven't been taught it. It is not that important to them. Um, we have a, we have a healthcare system in the United States where we separate vision and dental, uh, from the rest of your healthcare as if your teeth and, and your eyes, yeah. And your hearing you know, that doesn't matter. Like you could be deaf and blind and unable to eat, you know, and that's totally cool. It has nothing to do with your health or well-being um, at all. You know, as far as you better stay on those blood yes, thinners, or as long whatever. as you can continue to, you know, label boxes as they go down the conveyor belt at Amazon, it's fine if you're blind and, and deaf and shit, as long as they can get you to, you know, roll your ass into work. I don't, you know, like I don't think that that is a good way to to you know create a society that is mentally well off you know and doesn't end up in these kinds of predicaments you know i hope something I, horrible happens to jeff bezos i mean the worst <laughs> things you can imagine i hope he loses everything like job and then it gets worse from there and there is no salvation or forgiveness for him <laughs> And I hope it's painful physically and mentally, but I hope like by the end, he's so mentally degraded, he's ready. And then he still can't let go. Like the life support just never ends. I would make a, I, I'll bring up a statistic I saw earlier today and actually posted uh, when I, I like used a calculator to try to, ver you know, to verify that it was the math was right. But it was saying, you know, if you were to save a, if you were to make a quarter million dollars a day, every day since the, in, from, the time that Jesus Christ was born um, until today, you still would not have as much money as Jeff Bezos. And uh, that is in fact true. You would be, you know, like 12 or $13 billion short of what he has now. And you'd be like a 90 billion short of what Elon Musk's current net worth is. So, you know, that's a, that's ridiculous to think about. But again, this is just something that this country you know, unrelated. I mean, it is related to Jeff Bezos, though. I'm glad that you kind of made that reference because that's what it's about. I mean, this country, you know, we overall well, you mentioned Amazon we, we I just had for that. many hours and we don't make a lot of money. Um, we're our taxes are more certain in many cases than people like Jeff Bezos, whose net worth is two hundred and one billion dollars at this exact moment in time. Uh, the second, I think, richest person in the world next to Elon Musk, who's the I, I believe is the richest person in history uh, at this point. Uh, so, you know, these people are very wealthy and, you know, they are not pitching in uh, and yet they are, you know, the reason why they are not pitching in is because they are in charge of who pitches in and stuff like that. So of course they're, they can just exclude themselves. It's on us to pay for everything. But I mean, when we, when we live in a society like that though, where maybe you do end up getting health insurance, but maybe you just can't afford the extra 20 bucks every month for vision and dental because you're already living off of ramen noodles, you know, and you just don't have anything or whatever the case may be. I don't know. I can't speak to every single individual person's life, you know, person by you know person for person here but the fact is is that most people you know half the country or whatever it is a third of the country 
is living paycheck to paycheck or can't afford a $500 emergency or something like that. I mean, that was like a, I think a business insider article. I forgot which I have it bookmarked though. I have these things saved. Yeah, that's a well-known fact. Like and most so people is. don't have people are struggling. And when you take a struggling person um, who is not mentally well, and you can't tell me that a single person who's willing to commit a mass shooting of any kind of any definition of it, it doesn't matter which definition you pick. Um, someone who's willing to commit one of those is not mentally well. You can never convince me that they're mentally well. So, you know, these people are not doing well in a country where mental health care, you know, there's always some smart ass, uh, who says, well, you know, we have free mental health services down here. And then they like point to like the worst shittiest part of the entire city every time. And it's like, there's like, you know, I mean, just. To be just to exaggerate, you know, there's like dead bodies laying on the ground and people like smoking crack Jesus, and shit. God. And, you know, you're like, holy fuck, you know, like it's always a shitty part of town where I remember getting, uh, you know, sent to a halfway house uh, when I was I got put on probation one time, like 10 years ago, and I got my car. Um, it was an old Chevy Lumina. It was like a 96 Chevy Lumina piece of garbage. You know, it's a four door Monte Carlo, um, for the car, any car people out there. It's an awful car. Um, it's like the mystery machine. You know, there's always something wrong with it. You don't ever know what it is. It's just, it's just an obscure vehicle, you know, and it's not worth any money. It's a piece of garbage. Uh, I think we got it for $2,000 or a thousand dollars cash or some outrageously low amount of money for a car that actually starts and drives. <laughs> on Craigslist. Okay. So this car is not a valuable vehicle and <laughs> I get out of jail. I go to the halfway house. They're like, okay, now you have to go to these meetings every day. We're just you putting to, it all out there. I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, hey, it's it's whatever. You have to, you have to go to these meetings every day. You got to go to these classes every day. You got to do all this and that. I'm like, okay. So I just kind of sit on the patio and smoke cigarettes all day at the time and think to myself, again, this is like 10 or 11 years ago. I'm like, this is a shitty ass part of town. Uh, you know, I look up at the power line, there's shoestrings hanging off the power line, which means it's like a, tr you know, like a dope track, you know, it's like somebody's like, that's a marking letting people know, like this area is taken basically. And, you know, I go to sleep, I wake up a few hours later and there is no, no one in my family would know that. I'm sorry, but yeah. no one in my white ass fucking family Yo, would, would have shoes, any idea they'd be like oh the they'd throw their own shoes up there yeah it's like oh it's like Huey's you know where you spit the for anybody yeah. in Memphis it's like you yeah I'm sure they have restaurants like that in other cities though too where they people spit their you know toothpicks Tooth into the ceiling how unsanitary now it now with COVID it's like raining it's like the I'm rain surprised that place never, is still open yeah they're like the health department just shuts them all down it's like there's pieces of COVID just like falling on toothpicks landing in people's food and shit the whole time it's like Lauren Bobert's in area like, yeah. waiting, waiting for the COVID she's like look I'm not afraid someone's suicidal they're just holding the fan up you know like just blowing on them hoping they'll fall down on them look but okay so uh I don't even know where I was going there with, okay. Yeah. So anyway, I wake up the next day and I walk out there and my beautiful thousand dollar or $1,500 or whatever Chevy Lumina is sitting on bricks. Okay. The, like some crackheads jacked my car up and set it on bricks and took these tires, these bald ass tires with scratched up ass fucking like it, it was, it blew my mind. I was like, how, like, why would you take the tires off of this piece of shit? These are used tires that I bought from places. You know how, you know, car dealer or car uh, tire stores, they're not allowed to actually sell used tires, you know, so, but they will always do it if you call them and ask them. They'll be like, oh yeah, we got some that they took off a car or something. They're not allowed to do it because it's totally unsafe. They have no idea how safe that tire is. Um, it could just completely fall you know it could totally fall apart for all they know it's taken off of a car for a reason you know but i mean that my all my tires completely stolen i couldn't even move the car it was actually sitting on bricks and i'm like i, I tell that nice story of them to give you the bricks yeah I, I tell that story just to point out um that even from personal experience, uh, you know, most of the time that the types of places where you get free mental health services, I'm not saying to anybody listening, don't go get like, don't take advantage of free mental health services. You totally should. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely do it. But 
you know, there is something to be said about just sort of like what happens when something's government funded. They always underfund these sorts of things because they'd rather spend it on the police department or they'd rather spend it on the military. They would rather spend it on anything other than what is the root of our societal issues, you know? And so they always end up being in shitty parts of town. The, the, the staff, I think you pretty much have to genuinely care about people to some degree to work at a place like that, you know, probably for low pay most of the time. Um, but they're overworked and underpaid. It's totally underfunded. The whole thing is, you know. Now, the police department, they'll have fucking shields that can, you know, sh zap you, you know what I mean? And shit like that looks like a fucking Captain America shield that's like electric, you know, electrocutes people. I mean, like, that's okay. We can get brand new like the whole police department can get those here in memphis no problem but god forbid they build a halfway house in a decent part of town or a, re a rehabilitation center in a decent part of or town one with, that's not just nasty and corrupt exactly and has pedos everywhere and exactly like makes you go to church which there's supposed to be a separation between church and state yeah. but i don't think mandated yeah. aa and halfway houses that force church are in any way separated Neither are the giant crosses on the interstate in Memphis, yeah. though. So, so these know. are the kinds of things, to me, this is what I think the solution is. You know, it's tackling these sorts of things. Because we have to ask ourselves, when a mass shooting occurs, and we look at the suspect, you know, we have to say, what was wrong with them that, you know, led them in whatever way to this place that they were able to commit these acts of violence. What could we have done to prevent it? You know, that's the question we should be asking every single time. What could we have done? Where did we as a society go wrong that someone ended up committing these horrific acts, you know? And, you know, the conclusion that I personally draw is not that the gun is the, you know, that you know, the common denominator, because I don't think it is, you know, like you look at the United Kingdom, for example, I brought this up on many episodes before. Um, guns are, you know, by and large, you know, they're outlawed in England, you know, um, and yet now there are mass stabbings, you know, people get angry, they get violent, and they end up running into a, you know, convenience store and just stabbing six or seven people, two of them die, you know, a couple of them have to go to the hospital and get stitched up. Look, yes, there is that sort of, well, yeah, but see, at least it's less deaths, right? You know, there is like that sort of aspect of it. But I don't think that that is a good enough trade-off for the possibility of like the reenactment of Myanmar or something, you know? Like, I, to me, it's like, okay, if somebody's willing to commit these acts, they don't care if it's legal or not for them to have a gun. Yeah, you know? they're mentally gone. It's You don't get to that point and think like, what happens if I go to jail or you right. know yeah so yeah we there's can, a level we can, of insanity yeah we could argue well maybe if the guns weren't like uh, a point that you made a great point by the way you know what if you're about to, you know you're on that break you're at that breaking point you know what if you had to wait a few more days that could have made all the difference in the world that is true okay and we do have a waiting period maybe someone could convince you know a, a large portion of the of uh people in the united states that the waiting period should be extended or something uh, I know that Democrats generally say it should just be indefinite. You know, they can have an infinite amount of time to run your background check and they'll let you like that's what they that's what Democrats propose regularly. Bernie Sanders, Democrats Buttigieg, don't believe in Warren, popular Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. All these people propose that very thing that we completely eliminate the amount of time that the government has to complete the federal background check. Um, that to me is like, if that's ever in any bill, I don't support the bill, no matter what else is in it. You could put universal health care in there and I would say no, because that's just basically tell the government being able to just pick whenever the fuck they want to give it to you. If they do well, and who gets them and who doesn't, yeah. you know, that's so not good. I don't, I, I look at those sorts of proposals and I think you do too. And any, you know, person who can think, you know, at all, uh, is going to say to themselves, yeah, I think that's pretty unreasonable. Um, but yeah, there, there could be some changes. Maybe we could increase it. I think it's like <clears throat> they have a, a three days or a week or two weeks or whatever it is right now. Maybe you could increase it a little bit, you know, for the sake of the argument you made. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but there are certainly things that I would be open to discussing and trying. But I think the biggest thing is we need to take mental health seriously in this country. We do an awful job of that. We need to quit overfunding um, the wrong things and underfunding, uh, you know, the right things. We need to take this more seriously because, you know, people end up in this situation 
um, because they, you know, they become psychotic or something. They have some sort of a mental health crisis and then they do something that's totally unreasonable and just ends up killing people. How do you prevent that as much as possible? I think the way you do that is you take it more seriously. You, you look, you give people the tools more often to look at themselves and to, and you know, teach people how to look at other people and notice these signs and stuff like that. And then people are going to be more likely to reach out to somebody that they think is becoming very distant and a little bit strange and say, Hey man, and I'm not talking about red flag laws, by the way, I don't support those personally. I'm talking about just person to person, you know, in society, you know, one, one individual sees another individual struggling and they recognize that that person seems extremely depressed, you know, maybe they should ask how they're doing and stuff like that instead of, this sort of pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know, quit fucking crying about it mentality that I think most people here in the United States have. And that is why we end up in this situation more often than anybody else. Um, or at least I actually not really, but still, you know, like we end up in this situation at all um, because of our lack of concern and our lack of, you know, funding the right things correctly. We're, we're, we are looking at the wrong thing and saying, Hey, that's the problem. You know, one thing that I want to say also before, uh, you know, we move away from that topic or whatever, um, is just that one thing that I've noticed about a lot of these shootings is it seems like most of them occur in places where guns already aren't allowed, you know, like in stores where they, would generally like Kroger here, for example, you know, they have like a sign on their door. It's like a sticker, you know, with a line through a firearm and it's like no firearms allowed or whatever, you know, like most of these places individually as a private store, not even legally speaking, like as a law in that area, but just the store themselves have already decided like this whole vicinity is zoned to not you're not allowed to carry firearms here you know what i mean unless you're like a member of the police department or something like that you're not allowed to have it um and then the vast majority of these places like yeah you said denver is very popular um or very well known for mass shootings columbine etc you know these sorts of things these cities are more well known for these events uh, generally speaking, because it's a highly populated area, you know, and in these highly populated areas, there's far more people, thus far more possibilities of people having these mental health episodes and committing these ridiculous acts um, of violence. And, you know, so, you, you know, you take that sort of stuff and you combine it. I mean, you've got places in major pop populated areas where law-abiding citizens are not allowed to defend themselves in this area so therefore they don't because they're law-abiding citizens and then you have someone having a mental health crisis of some kind who does not care about the law does not care about the the rules that are on the kroger door or the king supers door or whatever um they don't care and so they're going to go in and they're going to take advantage of very vulnerable law-abiding citizens in that area, you know? And I don't think that the solution is, you know, the, the problem is necessarily the gun. Although I would prefer, by the way, to live in a world where guns just didn't exist at all. Okay, I would much prefer that. I'm not some avid gun collector who loves guns and stuff like that. I mean, if that's what you like, okay, you know, more power to you, I guess. But, like, that's definitely not where I'm at with it, you know? Um I just feel like it's just from a logical standpoint, it's not the gun is not the issue here. It's not the common denominator. It's people with mental health problems, committing acts of violence. Um, and one of the most, you know, populated cities in the world or countries in the world, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, those are, that's, that's mostly what I saw. Um, in the news over the past few days, let me check uh, my phone here and see if I pulled anything else up before we go. I know the CDC said people who test positive for COVID, um, if you don't, if you're asymptomatic, then instead of, I think it was two weeks at one point, and then it was 10 days, and then it was five, and now it's five days, they say, um, you, you have to only stay away from everybody else um quarantine for five days if you were asymptomatic when you tested positive for it so that's a that's something for people to to take into consideration and i think for me that just reminded me how overall um 
I feel like a letdown the vaccines have become. I don't know if you're even allowed to say that on YouTube, but but basically I just feel like, and I got the, I got uh, vaccinated initially. I will never get a booster shot ever. You can, you can mark my words on that. It will never, ever happen. I got the shots though, initially because, you know, people were under the impression that you wouldn't be able to, um, spread it if you were vaccinated which is normally the case with vaccines that are worth a shit and now we we know that that is not necessarily true um so i i i feel like that sort of for me it defeated the purpose and yet i still did it anyway and another thing i want to talk about is um there's an article from Politico. There's, I mean, articles from several other places, but this is the one I was pulling from specifically. Um, the title of it is Biden signs a $768 billion defense policy bill that supersizes original Pentagon request. Um, basically, Congress denied the initial bill, said that there's not enough money being allotted to the Pentagon in it. Um, they were they were giving $715 billion to the Defense Department. Uh, Congress said, no, that's not enough. We need more. Um, and up the number to $740 billion um, to the Defense Department. And then, of course, um, Joe Biden signed that um, quickly. So that, I think, just eliminates, if, if it wasn't already eliminated for those out there who said vote blue no matter who, I think it eliminates that concept that somehow Democrats are like less war hungry and power hungry than republicans or something i mean this is these guys vote against things and for things based on what their corporate interests tell them to do they could give a shit whether or not you know what you think about it um you know we're just continuing to give them power over and over again and then they continue to do the exact same thing to us over and over and over again uh i think that's really all i got though for today i don't i didn't take diligent notes uh the way that i used to um, I'm not, I'm not totally there yet. So is there anything else that you can think of that you wanted to talk about before we go? I mean, that was a lot there at the end. Um, yeah, yeah feel, feel free to respond, feel free to respond to I'm gonna, all of it. We're definitely not in a rush. So I'm just going to call, I'm going to be the new Donald Trump and just start calling them disappointing Dems because they really are like pathetic. It's almost like which one's worse. The Republicans are just like, we're evil. And if you were a cold and callous person who's selfish and only cares about money and capital and yourself and your own private property, we're the party for you. And it's like, yep. there's a lot of people who actually are like that. I met somebody in Memphis, Tennessee, who's a total dumbass and can barely even get words out of his mouth, but he works for the local energy company and he has a good pension. And so he said he doesn't believe in social security. And if old people just rot on the side of the road, he's fine with that because they should have been smart enough to get a good pension job. And I had to remind him that people hate him, that he's the one who goes around and turns off people's gas and light or energy, you it know, electricity. Be. If, if they don't pay out the ass to the monopoly company that you have to pay, there's no competition. And I get why there's no competition. You can't have a million different companies building different lines that crisscross True. each other. But like, we hate you. Like, no one likes you. You're the guy who turns off people's electricity in the middle of winter if they can't pay. And you're talking about how you, you deserve your pension, but other people don't. Anyways, I met that person. And there are people out there like that. Like, I grew up with a lot of monsters around me who might have had positions of authority but or have respect but we're just monsters like you know dude like you go to your average football i don't mean to sound like i like humanity and i like people watching and i like traveling and meeting people and i believe most people are innately good i do but if you grow up when we grew up you know where we grew up and you went to just some random uh football game there are a lot of people there that you might think, oh, yeah, well, they're a little aggressive or whatever, but they're coaches. They're into sports. They're just men. That's how men act. And they're going home and beating their wives and, and you know, uh, mentally degrading their kids. And, like, there's monsters living among us. And there really are people who are for the Republican Party. Who that, That's where they belong, like selfishness and capital. But the Democrats pretend to be like the alternative. And that is almost more offensive because at least you can look at the Republicans, like they've been villains for a long, long time. You look at the Democrats and they really want you to believe they're for the working class, but they're just going to vote the they're same way. Yeah. They, they give you a false sense of hope and they almost sort of stifle the momentum that could be 
you know, with independent people by giving them this idea that, well, if you vote for us, then we'll sort of, we'll, we'll make your dreams a reality, you know, but it's only people who really pay attention who know that that's not going to happen. And meanwhile, these other people, they're tricked into making that vote to sell themselves out, you know, and oh, there are some people who are excited see about that. Yeah. And when they see that these things aren't going to be fulfilled, then instead of saying, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to vote independent from now on, or I'm going to vote like this from now on. They just give up completely on the whole process, you know? And now you, maybe you lost that person forever, you know? Maybe someone activates them 20 years down the road, five years down the road. You don't know, right? But what you do know is this person is no longer a part of it, but they were there long enough to prevent the real movement that was there from you know, making it because they were there diluting that sort of revolution. You know, they were there and that's, I think that's really just the goal every single time. And I think that's what they, yeah. they thrive on is just doing ex exactly what I just said. It's actually really simple. Um, it's like the Obamification of everything. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'm doing great things for eight years yeah. and a great all he's doing is building up himself speaker, and his know? wealth. Yeah. And he's like a perfectly professional guy who's like clear you know clean cut like he just looks professional as fuck he looks like the president you know what i mean like truly <laughs> yeah. the word to describe obama is presidential you know what i mean like he looks yeah, yeah. and acts he speaks like amazing yes. like he's like the best speaker of life exactly but on the yeah. inside he's just another fucking you know republican so he's going to <laughs> fulfill all those very things that the you know fair weather activist you know, type person needs him to fulfill for long enough for them to sell their morals again for, you know, what looks good. And then they just, then he just kind of pushes along the, you know, the same old neoliberal, you know, policies over and over again. Um, but it's funny though, that the people in my life, I don't want to say all Republicans because that's simply not true. Yeah, but the people not. in my life who vote Republican in my family are like so out of touch that they, think obama's a liberal like they the reason we hate obama is because he did nothing different and they're like he brought us to the brink of whatever you <laughs> yeah. know <clears throat> but yeah i do have one well i'll let you no 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 go ahead question. no i don't have anything else please say it i just want to talk shit about my therapist and I, i'm kidding i hope she never googles me and finds this but when you're talking about the free healthcare thing like denver actually because it's colorado my voice is just going on my last drop of water from Poland, apparently. Um, my uh, they, they offer free health services if you have certain conditions. And I definitely have obsessive compulsive disorder. And that's not, you know, people like to just say, I have ADD and that's why yeah. I'm distracted. It's like, no, you're human. That's why you're distracted. Yeah. But I yeah, like actually have obsessive says it, compulsive it like. disorder. So they offer to treat you for free at this mental health center in Denver that is like, funded gets money from the state or local government or whatever but they just match you with like whoever whatever therapists like they match you with like there's no real matching process just kind of like you're gonna show up and whoever's not busy is gonna be your therapist now and i got matched this person she's the nicest person ever you know she's not nothing wrong with her but like Dude, I just i like i go into this therapy session and it's like we're meeting each other and she's asked me basic um, you know, identity questions like, you know, do you have this? Do you have that? You know, just yeah. the prerequisites. And I'm like, she's like, what's your sexual orientation? And it's just like this very quiet office. And I'm just like, gay, <laughs> you know, it's like, it feels like I'm 15 again. And she's like, um, oh, I knew you seemed, uh, like a, what is it? Like a gentle soul or something. And I was just what? like, as if there's and there not were a few like other a moments. rough gay person out there. Like there's never been a gay person who like loves the outdoors and stuff, you know? It's like, or just like the idea that I'm a gentle soul. Like you don't have no idea who I am or like how every time you take a shit, you angry just shit I can rose get petals. You're like this. You say what? Every time you take a shit, you just shit rose petals. You're like this. Yeah. Perfectly. I don't even shit at all. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know, man. I just felt like, wow, like you're getting a student therapist. Like it might be free therapy, but for someone like me who has a lot of stress and has sought it out, I had to wait months. I had to wait almost four months to get in because again, it's free. So everybody wants it. Then I finally get there and I have somebody who's like, I'm pretty sure Hillary Clinton voter. She, that's another thing. And she mentioned her politics to me a couple of times. And I'm like, 
This isn't a two-way street. Yeah, you're not it's, supposed it's a to be telling street. me about you. This is like, <laughs> you said, yeah. What? A therapist is not supposed to be telling you about you, yeah, or them, I mean. Uh, yeah, it's like I think like she that. thought there was common ground because they're both millennials and this and that. But I'm like, I think our common ground ends at like we hate Trump. And like I, I think that there's not like I'm not a Hillary Clinton voter. And it makes me think differently about you if you love Hillary Clinton. You know what I mean? That's all I have to say about that. So like I'm just like now I feel like you're not this mysterious or wise person. I feel like you're someone my age, which is also weird. I'm sorry. I know I'm 30 and like the older I get, the more they're going to be younger than me. You know, you can't always, when you're 70, you can't expect to have an older therapist anymore, but like not 70 yet. You know what I mean? Like I would like a person who's has some insight and experience. And, uh, it just felt like, damn, like you really are getting, and it's not that she's bad. It's just that that's where people go when they're starting their careers. So they're going to be younger, less experienced. It's not, it's it. It's not that it's necessarily less valuable. It's just that I think there's a higher likelihood that it's not as valuable. Um, I found myself thinking about paying for a private therapist that I could just seek out based on their reviews and personality. I even thought about doing teleconferencing therapy with my therapist from when I was a kid in Memphis. The only one who was ever worth a damn, uh, Dr. Cohen, God bless her fucking soul. And so I'm actually getting free therapy and thinking this is so pointless Yeah. that instead of calling and having them hook me up with another student therapist, I might just end up trying to get insurance or trying to pay for private therapy. So that should say something. Yeah. And I'm still thinking about paying for it. Not everyone is able to do that, which you know, and which we all know. So like, I'm not able to either. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? But you know, I'm the case example. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, the next thing yeah. you know, he'll be at Kroger, you know, like just laying people out on the floor, you know. But I mean, oh I, like, but hey, look, anyway. I, <laughs> first, I have to kill this cat. I'll become yeah. a cat serial killer first. Yeah, because they say it starts with animals. So, but yeah. come here. Anyway, uh, for everybody who tuned in today, uh, we both really appreciate it. Um, please, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, after you click the subscribe button, click that little bell and then click all so you actually get notified when a new video comes out. And also, you know, if you're on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're at, listening to us, watching us, you name it, uh, please click the thumbs up, click the five stars, leave us a good review. Um, One thing's for sure, I can always count on people who don't like me to do that. So for sure, please help me out if you do. I I would love you forever. Um, And we will see you next time. I'm sure that we can both find some time next week. So I, I can go ahead and commit to that. We'll do it. Bye.